breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live in the Mack Hike of Flowood Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. This segment is going to be brought to you by Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. Look, man, it's Friday night. You've worked all week. You don't feel like cooking. You don't feel like cooking tonight. What you want is some pizza delivered to you, or maybe you just want to go in and sit down and eat it. Maybe you want to get it to go. Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's out there at Fan and Mart on the res can handle all of that. That's right. Just go in. They open daily at 4, open late. They got 12 different specialty pizzas. And I talked to Chip yesterday. I think they uh I think they about to throw some, you know, they got a big smoker out back like their pig 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 pizza, the barbecuing. They actually smoke the whole Boston butts, pull them apart and do it just like a barbecue restaurant. This ain't some middle of the mall barbecue. They ain't this ain't some frozen pulled pork out of a out of a container. It's legitimate um smoked pork. They're if they have a pizza that has steak on it, it's ribeye. I mean, they go and get the whole ribeye, slice them, the whole nine yards. You're just not going to get that everywhere. But you can get it at Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. They also have nine different frozen daiquiri's on tap, as well as one of the most fully stocked bars in the area. High-end bourbons, high-end vodkas, tequilas, and all that good stuff. And if you're an old-school person, I bet you they even got some kind of fancy scotch. Scotch. Scotchity, scotch, scotch, scotch. Wasn't that the, wasn't that Will Ferrell and Anchorman? Scotchity, scotch, scotch, scotch. Anyway, <laughs> get off track here. Check them out online, Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. Just search it. They're available on all major food delivery apps, including locally owned Take a Break Deliveries. Man, great service from those folks. Anytime you can support two local businesses in one fell swoop, that's the way to do it. And you can do just that with Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's being delivered by Take a Break deliveries uh again open daily at four and on the weekends are open late i mean i'm talking like there's they're still cooking pies after midnight so you get that uh now that now that marijuana is legal here the dispensaries are open you may get that little late night uh hunger attack acme pizza and daiquiri's got you covered all right my guest in the mac hike of flowwood studios this morning garrett rudd he is the proprietor and uh, that's owner for you little brain people, of Battlefield Drag Strip out there in Chunky, Mississippi. Is it Chunky or Collinsville? Collinsville. Is it officially Collinsville? Yes, sir. Okay. Pull that mic just a little closer. There you go. Um, And then you're working on getting Hub City also. Yes, sir. Now, that went viral. That did. We talked last week, and I said, man, why don't you uh, come on the show and, and announce that? And I think it got out before then, and it did. I knew that was going to I knew that was gonna melt faces. It melted faces. People just blew that post up, and it's on my personal Facebook profile, so I didn't expect it to get shared the way it did, and it ended up getting like almost 2.6 million views across the entire country. You know, people are hungry for that, man. First off, you got the – that's how this whole platform started was going taking photos of abandoned things that people couldn't – didn't want to go to or whatever, you know, that poked at their, their nostalgic side. Yep. So you had the nostalgic side. And then you had, and just the abandoned, I call it abandonment, abandoned porn, yep. abandonment porn, where it just, it looks really eerie out there. A hundred percent. So people like seeing that. And then you get the drag racers because it was great racing out there. It was great, great back in the day. And then all of a sudden it kind of started to fall off. And especially as like that late recession hit in 2008 and stuff when the housing market crashed, everybody's cars and everybody's money for fun, frivolous activities like drag racing just kind of went away. And then uh, it started to revive itself a little bit when Scott Taylor took it over. And then after that, they just couldn't come to an lease agreement with the owners again, and it just faded away. You know, I know the, the street outlaw stuff and all that, that that whole movement got huge. And I know they had some of that stuff out there a little yep. bit. And then the tra- the track went away right as it had an opportunity to really, to really take advantage of that national platform. Yes, sir. So Battlefield, well, let's, let's rewind just a little bit. We got all day. To, we got two hours to talk about drag racing. Where are you from? I'm originally from Palmdale, California. Uh, I was born and raised there. I uh, ended up moving out to Phoenix, Arizona when I was 18 and stayed there for the last 13 years. My boy Afro Man's from Palmdale. Yes, he is. You know, and Hattiesburg, too. So y'all kind of got a, a similar... We're vibing. Similar track. You ever met Afro Man? I'm not. Man, um, my early on in my nightclub owner days was right about the same time because I got high blew up. Okay. And he had the number one song in the country crashing on my couch. Uh there's a little more to that story, but at the end of the day, I got the pictures to prove it. But he's a good dude. 
Really good dude. Always I mean, seemed like a solid man. I mean, Sands having to knock a girl out on stage, but you know she shouldn't have been on the stage. But neither here nor there. But Afro man's good people, and uh, from Palmdale to Hattiesburg, you don't meet too many people that have done that. Y'all may be the only two. Probably it. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you got your family. You're moving from Arizona to Mississippi. That's culture. That's got to be culture shock. In some ways, it is. In some ways, it isn't. Uh, I moved to Arizona back when it was a lot of the South. When it was, it wasn't the hoity-toity people there. It was the Wild West and Southern. There was yes, ma'am, thank you, sir, and please and thank yous and everything going on and you know cowboy hats and freaking people riding horses around and there was just nothing like it is today how old are you i'm 31 31 so a little younger than i thought all right now you've got a shop of some sort too i do what did tell us about that uh so i own a race performance shop we do pretty much customization of just mostly race cars uh we're specialized in coyote mustangs uh, so we pretty much build everything from custom intake manifolds to complete built engines to chassis work, taking them out, tuning them, everything in between. Now, is that shop moving here, or is that staying in Arizona, or where is that? It's actually moved here. It's down in Hattiesburg. Down in Hattiesburg. There's got to be big business for anything Coyote Mustang related. 100%. I mean, it always has been. I mean, growing up, those were the ones. Yep. You know, so how's your, how's the family with moving here? Are they getting settled in? They're getting settled in. Uh Shoot, honestly, my wife's a, a trooper. She moved out here with me, never seeing the place a day in her life. Uh, I moved out here and was like, honey, it's the best thing you ever seen in your life. Promise me you'll like it. Uh, and the people here, we, we catch a lot of flack nationally for whatever reason because of things that happened way before any of us were born. But it's salt of the earth, folks, down here. 100%. Everybody down here has been the most like, humble, accepting people I've ever met in my entire life. You know, I told you I went to Battlefield Drag Strip for the first time back last summer and you know man after going through the last five six seven years of racial tension and stuff nationally and uh we still didn't really get it locally outside of chaos and jackson but what i noticed when i got back out there is exactly why i fell in love with drag racing and going to the track to begin with was you had equal amount of black folks equal amount of white folks all intermingling just talking about bit, 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 you know, talking about drag racing, you know, just it was a common bond. There wasn't a damn thing. Anybody was talking about politics or anything. And you could smell the, the what's that track bite stuff? Is that what it's called? Track traction, bite? traction compound. You can smell the traction compound, the burn rubber, the, the, the racing fuel. It's only it's, it's a combination. It's a holy trinity of racetrack smells and you only get it at the racetrack. That's it. And uh, some kind of some kind of chicken on a stick or something being cooked in the background. Yep. Barbecue grills. It's just a it's a combination that that you know it when you know it. It's an experience. It is. So, but I just thought it was really cool to see everybody around, and I was probably the only weirdo sitting there thinking, "Man, it's so nice that people aren't talking about politics." And even though, considering that's what I do. But uh, it, it was cool, man. It's one of those bonding things that get us back to hanging out together, and it was a nice reminder that we're all way more alike than we are different, especially when you find a common tie to bind us together. 100%. Once you got that common bond, everything kind of melts away, and you just become having fun. So let's see here. we got about two minutes. I'll tell you what. Let's take a break. When we come back, I want to dive into what made you do this, you know, and kind of what your big, your big pie-in-the-sky plans are and how uh, – and how Mississippi can help you achieve those goals. Guys, if you got any questions about Battlefield Drag Strip, Hub City Drag Strip, any of that, phone lines are wide open, 601-879-0002. Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. This is the Clay Edwards Show. Joined live in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios this morning by Garrett Rudd, the new owner of Battlefield Drag Strip, are you officially the owner of Hub City yet? No, I'm not yet. Okay, so still working on that. All right, we'll be right back on the other side of this break. 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by Guns and Gear. Man, get out there this weekend. Do some gun shopping. Then go do some gun shooting. All right out there at Guns and Gear in Gluckstadt, located at Highway 51, and you got it, Gluckstadt. <laughs> Just going down 51 North from Madison up to Canton. It'll be right there on your right at Yandale Road. They're the home of No Limit Ammo. Not to be confused with them No Limit Soldiers, 
Uh, it's the home of No Limit Ammo. You can purchase all you want, no limits. They also, of course, have a wide array of guns, AR-15s, 9mm, 40 cals, you name it, they got it, all your hunting stuff. So go see them. They're at Guns and Gear. You can shop them online, gunsandgearms.com. And, of course, they're more than just a gun store. They do Cerakoting and gunsmithing. Also, our friend Therese over at Dark Horse Press told a cool story about her getting hers uh, Cerakoted the other day. It looks really, really cool. But, you know, us, us, us peasants aren't allowed to post pictures of our guns on Facebook or they will block your account. I've tried it. Trust me, they will. <laughs> but uh, check them out. You can go follow them online on Facebook at Guns and Gear MS where they post their deal of the day. And I'm telling y'all, if I had more money, every deal of the day would be for me. I would have it. Just call, keep my card on file. And uh, they got some great stuff out there. So check them out. That's Guns and Gear. And we appreciate Hunter and the team for sponsoring our text line here. It has really blown up, and I appreciate you guys. All right. In the studio this morning, the Mac Hike of Flowwood Studios, we've got Garrett Rudd. He is the proprietor of Battlefield Drag Strip. I don't know why I had to pause every time I get ready to say that. I'm used to saying Battlefield Park here in Jackson. Yeah, it throws a bunch of people off having to just Battlefield in general. Yep. And, but like I said, I went out there for the first time this past summer. Or actually, it was last summer. Anyhow, I was just blown away, man. It's like, man, this is a really nice facility out here, literally in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere, tucked in between some trees behind some houses. <laughs> yes. Uh, we got out there, and I was convinced my buddy had no clue where we were going. I was like, no, nah, look, I mean, I'm from Mississippi, I get rural. But this is out here. It's and in it, the sticks. It, and it's not hard to find by any means. You know, you just get off 20 and basically a straight shot. Yep. You know, tw- go off 20 and go north, right? Yep. Yeah. So pretty much a straight shot. Uh, <clears throat> and I look, anyway, it's nice out there. Tell us some things going on out at Battlefield that if people have been and maybe had a bad taste in their mouth or for whatever reason, what are some upgrades, some things you're doing to enhance the, the uh, spectator experience? Well, currently, if it would stop raining, I'm trying to get the concrete work done on the track here, uh, just to patch a couple holes that have been just completely devastating as far as run times and, and scare, scareability-wise. Um, it's unloading cars and stuff on the on the surface, so the, a lot of the surface is just absolutely getting fixed. The shutdown area after the the racing surface was probably one of the scariest spots. There's a lot of holes and dips out there, especially when you're doing 140 miles an hour like some of these cars are, and you hit some of them big dips and holes and stuff, it w- it'd be scary. So a lot of that stuff is getting fixed up. Um, just waiting on the weather to cooperate with us and actually just give us three, four days of solid dry to actually make something happen. Well, welcome to Mississippi. Yeah, I see that. You know, I mean, if, if you don't like if you don't like the season, it's in. Just wait a few hours. It'll go away. We'll, we'll hit all four in about a week. Yep. Around here, it normally doesn't get cold around here till I mean, like really cold, like this morning cold, till about now. We actually started getting cold, really cold in December. And that's uh, odd. It, it is around here. I mean, I think Thanksgiving it was cold. I mean, we we got like I say sub zero, but below freezing way early on this year. I was like, oh man, we're gonna have a really cold winter, and then eighty degrees a week later. <laughs> we actually had a cold Christmas here for the first time that I can remember this past year. It was freezing cold too, but anyway. So you told me that uh, some new food vendors and stuff. There is. So we got a new food vendor out there. Uh, he's actually going to be cooking all sorts of stuff from like chicken on a stick to burgers and hot dogs and everything in between. Full steak sandwiches and pretty much he's going to try to change the menu up at least every weekend and give us all something new and something else to try out there uh and but of course people can still bring their own grills and barbecue in the pits not the pits but yeah the pits like at their trailers and stuff so is that allowed out there n- no it's actually not allowed okay so the only reason it's not allowed is just because of our asphalt out there most people are honestly a lot of the bad apple ruined it for the bunch and a lot of people like to dump their coals and stuff from charcoal grills out on the asphalt and it completely ruins the asphalt for the next guy coming to park in the pit next to you so that makes sense you know i remember we used to go to the track man and drag the grill and do chicken wings and everything else it was always fun to go by and try try different people's foods yep and and this that and the other oh byob they can bring the beer out there 100 percent, 100 percent. you know that's why lena didn't work here you familiar with Lena? Yes, sir. So, now, some people, everybody's got a different story. But from a spectator standpoint, 
I felt like the reason it didn't work because they built it in a dry county and they enforced it. You know, they wouldn't let you bring your coolers in and this, that, and the other when it initially opened. That's my memory of it. Yep. And I was like, well, you know what? I'll just keep going to Hub City. I'll just keep going to Junkyard, all these other places. That have the beer and we'll let you have a good time. Yeah, man. It's like if I, and what was great about going with a racer, uh, my buddy Kyle Meganson and Bill Taylor. I used to ride with them all the time. And they, uh, hell, they would drive. So I could just go be cheerleader, got my cooler of beer, and get back home. Like, can I sign back up for that, Kyle, <laughs> Bill, uh, anybody out there drag racing? If y'all listening, you need a cheerleader. If I ain't got to drive, I'm down like four flats. Shoot, Clay's on the way. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I just saw where they changed the Natty Light cans back to the OG 1970s cans. Yep. I'm just looking for an excuse to drink some of those in public. But huh, all kidding aside, I ain't really I ain't kidding. But uh, all nonsense aside, man, let's go back a little bit. At some point, you fell in love with drag racing. I take it. I did. Tell us, tell us your uh, your, your history with that. Uh, so, like most young kids, I was into imports for a long time. Uh, fast I, and the Furious. Fast, Fast and the Furious. It's kind of what got us a lot of the bug for us young generation. Um. I got out of that as I started venturing more into American hot rod stuff. That's more what I got into after owning Fox Body Mustangs and everything like that. It just the the V8 was my get down. I grew up in a world of my grandfather and father are both Ferrari technicians. They both work on nothing but exotics. So that's all I grew up around my entire life. Really? So that was boring to me in one point or another. So now I it's got a little, in- it's a little buttoned up. It's a lot of buttoned up on those cars, and those guys are so hoity-toity in many ways that. They don't want to drive their car like they should. And you got guys that'll sit there and they got, you know, two hundred and fifty plus thousand dollar cars that they bought as the ultimate driving machine and it's not even being used for that. It sits in their garage. And then you got guys that have, you know, quite frankly, a five thousand dollar Fox body and they're out there having the best time of their life in this damn car. Yeah, I had a ten second Fox body, a twenty fifth anniversary. Um, I guess that'd have been a ninety one, ninety two and a half or something like that GT. Yep. It was black with the red stripe in the in the ground effect. Mm. And I bought, bought it from my buddy Kyle that I talked about. And <clears throat> I mean, it was fast. I mean, it should not, I was driving it around, but it should not have been on the streets. <laughs> but uh, and it was way more car, way more car for me. But that American, you know, you talk about the V8 and just American muscle and just, it's a, it, and it's such a culture here. It is. it is ingrained into us. I talk about it a lot on this show. It, it, it'll never get the credit it deserves. Because it's not football or baseball or basketball or whatever. But pound for pound, I bet you dollars to donuts that more people in Mississippi are drag racers than all the other sports combined. Like there's more people into motorsports. Maybe not just drag racing, motorsports. Motorsports in general. general. Motorsports in general. I guarantee there's more people involved in motorsports. Because anybody with a car can technically be it's whatever you want it to be, right? Exactly. There are racing fans. Yep. You know, and and it's funny because they're they're in pockets. You know, it's like being a wrestling fan. Sometimes somebody's got to be watching this stuff because it's been on TV for fifty years. And it's still going. It's still going strong. Tracks are still packing out, but it's not water cooler talk. Yep. You know, unless you're around other racers. That's it. And then it's on. Yep. You know, I, there's nothing like hanging out at shop and watching people twist the wrench, turn wrenches, and uh, drink beer and cuss every time they bust their knuckles and. And all that, and just thinking about the weekend. It's amazing, you know, people pull their motors out after a race on a Sunday. They get back to the shop, motors out on Monday, and they're talking about these big rebuilds they got to do before next Sunday. Yep. And I'm like, it ain't happening, dog. You are not going to have that ready. And sure enough, on the trailer, still at the track, finishing up right before the first pass. Yep. Don't even know if it's going to crank yet or not. There might be a dude on the trailer putting it together while we're rolling down the road just to get there. <laughs> oh, yeah. If it's an enclosed, you can bet you can bet money it's a guy in the trailer <laughs> working on it. I've seen it. <laughs> but uh, so, you know, you were right about the the hoity-toity. I like that word. I'm going to borrow that. The hoity-toitiness of the, in, the high-end import crowd. Yep. Uh, and look, this ain't no knock. I love those folks, too. I love car people. But I kind of call it kind of like the cars and coffee crowd. Yep. And, uh, and those events are great. I love seeing exotics. I'm just probably just hating because I can't afford one. But it's something about that American muscle. It goes back to early Americana. It's vintage. It's Route 66. It's James Dean. It's, you know, all that stuff growing up. I got to meet Big Daddy Don Garlitz one time at, uh, when they used to do Super Chevy in Memphis. Mm-hmm. 
back in the ni- early ni- 94, 95, something like that. Yep. And to me, growing up, watching those uh, Sunday morning, or maybe the Saturday morning shows on, I guess it was TNN, now it's Spike TV or whatever it's called, all the different car shows and truck builds. And he had a show. That oh, come man, on. when we were doing Power Nation back in the day? Yes. Yes, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I didn't really know him as the drag racer. I knew him as the TV host. I mean, I knew he was a drag yep. racer. But I just remember getting to meet Big Daddy Don Garlitz. And, of course, this is way before camera phones and selfies and all that. But that was just, like, the coolest thing in the world to me. Because he's the innovator. That that man's the one guy that actually brought drag racing forward in many, many ways. I mean, he was John Force before John Force as far as. 100%. You know, I mean, I think John Force may not get the credit either. I probably does. He does in drag racing circles. But, I mean, he really, but he became a household name. Yep. For a, for a sport that's not necessarily a, a household sport, he was the Dale Earnhardt of drag, drag racing. racing. Yep. You know, he was that name. You may not even know what drag racing is, but you've heard of John Force. And you know he drives a white Castro car. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, just synonymous. And now his daughters, what he did with them, was it Ashley? Yep. Uh, and Brittany. And Brittany, yeah. I mean, there's champions. You know, that ain't about, you may, could you imagine uh, I want people to think about it for a second. Think about your daughters driving a 250-mile-an-hour or however fast they go funny car. That's goals for me. As a guy with just two daughters, you know, I dream, we all dream of having a son as a guy, but now I'm, I got my two daughters, and I ain't trying to have another kid right now. So I'm, I got what I got, and luckily the one the older one is into drag racing and fast cars and fun shit, so we're going to send her down that road. My buddy Mickey Shaw of uh, Shaw Automotive, he's got, a, uh, he's got his daughter a uh, – a rail car. Yes, sir. Am I right on this? His daughter, right? Yep. You know Mickey, too, don't yep. you? You met Mickey. And um, I just I think he just got his son one, too. Yep. Yeah, and we're looking to bring junior dragsters back and let the kids actually have some fun and get them into something. I, to me, now see, there you go. I think that is, that, that's the ticket there. It's getting these kids involved earlier. And, I mean, uh, <clears throat> the carding and stuff is, is getting popular in Mississippi finally. Yep. And it's it's cool to see what they're doing. We had one of them on as a sponsor here for a while, and they just the Jackson the track in the Jackson area just became irreparable and couldn't do business with Jackson, so they're doing it down on the coast now. But okay. there is like a dirt track in Byram that has a has a go, the Jackson Motor Speedway. I think they also have a small dirt go kart track hmm. too. Okay, uh, oval. So that's kind of cool. Let's see here. Uh, Christy says racer chicks rule. And she's a racer chick. <laughs> uh, she is our go kart person. Let's see here on the Guns and Gear text line. Talk to him about street racing on Beasley Road back in the day. <laughs> well, he wouldn't know about street racing on Beasley Road. He was uh, he was in Arizona and California. I was street racing out there though. So right down here, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> um, I do. I don't. I want to get back to the kids stuff because I think that's a huge opportunity to get people involved. Of course. The, the the barrier to get into it it's not cheap you but know? it's not as expensive as most people would think honestly yeah uh, a lot of these rail cars you could take your kid out drag racing and do your entire yearly program for probably five to ten thousand bucks and i know that's a lot of money for a lot of people but for many of us middle class people you could you could sacrifice a few things to give your child a better childhood and move and move forward in life and give them discipline etc you know and I, and i and i'll tell you as a as a small business owner as a guy that's been a small business owner for a long time, I worked for a small bu- I worked for two small business owners between the radio station and Ellis Autoplex, and I'm not volunteering them for nothing. Don't I'm just using it as an example. There's a lot of folks that will support good folks. If you know, there's a lot of folks that will put their money where their mouths are when it comes to sponsorship and stuff like that for these type programs. Because you know, a guy like myself, I'm broke, but I mean, I, I'll always help out when I can. Because I think it's a good cause. Yes, sir. And let's just be honest. A Clay Edwards show sticker on a uh, junior drag strip, a junior drag car, it just looks cool. Yes, it does. You know, some people just want to see their business name on a race car. Yep. You know, and we'll pay to do that. So my point being, sponsorship ain't as hard to find as you may think it is. And if uh, we can get the White House swapped over and get this economy back right in 2024, you'll have a lot more money loosen up and people will definitely be interested in and doing that. All right, let, let's take a break real quick. We're going to come back and close out the hour. I want to talk about sponsorships down there. I want to talk about your race shop. I'm getting fired up, man. My my, my, my engines are pumping right now. So we're ready. I want to hear from you guys. 601-879-0002. 
If you got any questions about uh, what's going on down there, or you just want to share a racing memory, we're open this morning. Kind of a <clears throat> kind of a uh, open forum, but I want to keep it motorsports related this morning. We're going to avoid the politics, maybe. <laughs> we can go do either. We can go do either. All right, I've got permission to drag him down a rabbit hole, so we may just do that. This is the Clay Edwards Show live in the Mack Hike of Fluid Studios. We'll be right back. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios as we wind down this first hour with Garrett Rudd. He's the owner of Battlefield Drag Strip out there in Collinsville, Mississippi. Really, really cool place if you get a chance to get out there. I know we're, we're hoping to promote some races with them and stuff coming up in the spring. Hey, we got about a minute and a half left of this segment, so I'm not going to read an ad. I just want to ask you a couple quick questions, or really one quick question. Uh, all this, most important thing is butts and seats. When does the track open? Uh, so we'll be open for our first event for a test and tune on February 10th, that Friday night. It's a no prep test and tune. And our first event will be February 11th, that Saturday, for the Cold Wars no prep put on by Dylan Crawford and Hauling Ace Productions. T- tell people, you hear no prep get thrown around a lot nowadays. What is no prep? So no prep. It depends. A lot of people have different views of it, but a lot, luckily a lot of the promoters that work with me understand what a true no prep is. And a true no prep is I'm going to take the rubber that is down on the surface of our starting line, at least 60 foot out, and scrape it to bare concrete. And then I'm not going to put any traction compound over the entire surface of that track the entire weekend that we are out there. So it's the same street, the same screwed up surface, basically, that everybody's got to get down in one way or another. So the fastest person there wins so no, no prep is not car complete come off the trailer don't do anything but crank it because that's what i when i hear no prep that's what i think oh no so they got to prep probably prep their car more for more than anything for a no prep race than just showing up to a track for a prepped event excellent i want to hit some more on this we got to take a break here in about 10 seconds this is the clay edwards show we got a whole another hour with garrett rudd y'all stay tuned hit the share button or send it to somebody peace number two of the clay edwards show we're wrapping up our first full week of two hour and three hour shows we basically doubled our inventory here which meant doubling my show prep time (laughs) i appreciate everybody that's tuned in the podcast numbers have been through the roof this week the streaming numbers have been through the roof this week um we've made some tweaks to the format and to the content and uh it seems like it is resonating with you guys and girls, man, I'm blown away at how many women listen to this show. And I can tell that from the social media engagement that I get uh, on follow-up posts about the show. So I really, really appreciate you all. And uh, hopefully y'all will share it with a friend and uh, let's keep growing this thing. It's been growing nonstop. So much, much appreciation. All right. This segment is going to be brought to you by Ellis Autoplex located right there on highway 471 in Brandon, down there next to the back porch and Booze Smokehouse, down on that area, right by Highway 25. You know, I work there. You know, I sell cars, but also buy cars. So if you're selling your car, bring it by, or truck, or whatever. Let us make you a good fair market value price on it, a fair market value offer on it, and uh, save you the trouble of dealing with the crazy folks on the interwebs. Trust me when I tell you, it's a bunch of crazy folks on the interwebs. A lot of scams. I saw somebody else the other day. I don't know why you people with side-by-sides and four-wheelers keep doing this, but quit taking certified checks from people off the Internet, especially from banks that don't have a location in Jackson like or Mississippi like Bank of America. Don't do it. Just don't make them bring you cash and get you a, get you a, a counterfeit bill checker, and uh, don't get your stuff stolen. It's, it's almost comical at this point. I, I mean, I feel bad for you. It sucks, but... uh. Don't do it. Quit being so salt of the earth and start having some reservations about something. If something seems too good to be true, it probably ain't true. But I say all that to say this. Our check's good over at Ellis Autoplex. I'll write you a check. You can go right down there to the bank locally and cash it. And uh, you ain't got to worry about none of that. You ain't going to be putting a picture of your vehicle on social media talking about, my vehicle done got stolen because I took a bad check. You ain't going to have that problem. Bring it to me. I'm going to give you a check. And you're going to be able to go cash it right then and there. Guarantee them funds are there. And uh, look, it, furthermore, if you need a vehicle, I got you. 
we specialize in trucks eight to nine years old or so, 100,000 miles-ish. We get some lower mile stuff every now and then. But if you're looking for a truck in that twenty to 25,000 range, four-door, four-wheel drive, Ellis Autoplex is your one-stop shop. We got you. Of course, we also have some cars and SUVs, too. And we have some higher-end trucks, you know, a little more expensive than that. If you like the platinum trim levels, uh, the limited trim levels, stuff of that nature, we definitely have that, too. Check us out online, ellisautoplex.com. I'll be there today from about 1130. Let's just say noon. We'll be there from noon to 6 today. And I'll be there tomorrow from 11 to 3. But, hey, if you let me know you're coming, you don't get off work to 530. You can't be there to 615. If you'll just shoot me a call or text, let me know. I will wait for you. Got to make hay when the sun shines. I ain't going to sit there all day and then say, oh, no, it's 6 o'clock. I don't want to make no money today. But your, your boy will wait. If you follow me on social media, you see my, my photos I take with customers. They're all after 6 o'clock. So ain't afraid to, uh, ain't afraid to be flexible. All right. That's Ellis Autoplex, in case you missed all that. I'm joined in studio this morning by Garrett Rudd. He's the new owner of Battlefield Drag Strip out there in Collinsville, Mississippi. He's also efforting to bring back Hub City. I mean, why stop at one track when you can have them both, huh? Pretty much. You know, you kind of corner the market a little bit there. Shoot, I just seen that it's available, so why not? Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're your competition, it makes things more feasible, doesn't it? Certainly. It makes it easier. You know, I'm you can, only battling myself. You can rotate big races, different promoters, different things, this, that, and the other. Um, so let's let's go to the Hub City stuff because I know that it, that generated a ton of a ton of press as we talked about, a ton of social media engagement, and it it brought out some like some people are mad, it like did. somehow. Why why would people who love drag racing be upset that somebody's trying to bring back one of the legendary tracks? Are they just offended? Are they mad that it ain't their boy doing it? Is it mad? Maybe they tried. I mean, it's a weird, weird, toxic culture. I'll just go out on a limb and say it. I think they're offended. A lot of people, a lot of people would be offended in many ways, just probably because I'm an out of state person coming in and saying, "Oh, like, oh, he's going to take this over, take that over, do this, do that, change it all up, and make it not Mississippi." And that's not exactly. It's exactly the opposite of what I'd like to do. I'd like to fully ingrain myself into Mississippi culture and become. Exactly what you all wanted. Yeah, look, I've been chatting with Garrett off air. Let me tell you, I, I'm co-signing on him. He's one. He's one of us. He he ain't he ain't bringing his California to Mississippi. No. And 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 furthermore, California has a lot more conservatives than Mississippi does. They just also have a lot more left wing nut jobs than Mississippi does. That's true. I grew up in the sticks out there, so I was just as redneck in California as I would be here. And, you know, for <laughs> for example, back during the the uh, 2020 election. Do you realize that more people voted for Trump in California than in Texas? Yeah. I mean, just based on population numbers, but to give people perspective of how many conservatives are actually out there. Unfortunately, you have the, the deep blue hell holes like LA and San Francisco that skew those numbers, you know, no different than New York or no different than uh, central Mississippi with all the Democrats in Jackson. So hey, I'm getting a little off track there. But he's good folks, and uh, I'm telling you, we've been chatting for a while now. It's the first time we get to meet each other. This is a guy you want to break bread with. He moved his family here, bought a house down in Collinsville, uh, Hattiesburg, I'm sorry. Yes, sir. Bought a house down in Hattiesburg. I mean, he's right in the thick of it. So let's talk about the Hub City stuff now. What? Where's that process at? What has to happen next? Did you get approval from the local board i mean the city council that's not actually in the city limits is it? it's got to be outside the city limits so it's outside city limits what the problem was was the county ordinances holding it back uh i did get approval from the county got dealt with the whole board of supervisors there and the president and everything of that so got that all situated talked with their lawyer and got the approval in writing so that we're good to go for hub city's revival there its current state is i'm just waiting to speak with the owners here at the end of the month about a lease agreement and we're going to get together in person so we can discuss that because i don't like doing that stuff over the phone or sure. over email um, we're talking about a multi-million dollar transaction yeah, here. Exactly. I mean, and, and the investment into it and all of that. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts. Um, our, your typical your typical drag racer guy, man, or fan like myself, probably just sees the pictures of it. Oh, this can't be fixed. Well, man, it takes money to make money, and you're looking to make a big investment into this thing. People need to paint a bigger picture than just what they see today. Correct. And, and they got to understand, too, a lot of this stuff doesn't just happen overnight either. Even even if I had a million bucks in my pocket right now in cash and just said, threw it at whoever, 
do this. Let's face it, it wouldn't be done for at least 12 months. <laughs> oh, I mean, with with inflation, with supply chain issues still, with everything going on, it's going to be a process. Yep. So, you know, like I said, some of the stuff you saw online was, you can't do it out there. So we're clearing the air right now. Legally, you can 100% open a track there. 100%. There's no noise ordinance. There's no none of this other stuff that's preventing the track from being open. No. It's just the owners agreeing to a lease. That's it. That's it. And that and money. That and no. And uh, all right, so y'all, y'all heard it here. Out of the man's mouth. All the hearsay, the chatter back and forth online, a lot of it ain't true. The track can be open, and Lord willing, and the creek don't rise, the man sitting across from me is going to be the one to do it. Uh, so let me ask you this, though. Uh, we talk about the competition thing back and forth between the two tracks. They're not that far apart, really. Not really. They're about 100, 115 miles apart, two hours roughly. The thing going for them would be Hub City would be a quarter-mile facility, and Battlefield is an eighth-mile facility. Is Battlefield an eighth-mile? It is an eighth-mile. I thought it was a quarter-mile. It is an eighth-mile. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, that makes a difference. Um. And, you know, your big racers are going to go where the big money is that weekend. Yep. Your street racers are going to stay try to as close, stay as close to their house as possible, I would think. 100%. You know, like if I live in Jackson, I'm probably going to go to Hattiesburg. Or to Junkyard even. Yeah, Junkyard. Man, I loved going to Junkyard growing up. Is it still a track? Are they still racing it's, out there? It's still around. Man, I love that laid back, run what you brung, whole just vibe. Always had a fun out there, and all, out there. and a lot of us tracks should support one another in that in that sense to just keep each other alive. Just refer them back and forth. Hey, if you're not racing this weekend, go see them out there. Absolutely, look, man, that was a problem we had when I was in the nightclub business. Is everybody was out to put the other person out of business. I'm like, man, if we would quit piling on things, like if you're doing if your night's college night and you're doing quarter pitchers on Thursday, you know what? Why would I want to try to split the crowd when I can have the whole crowd? I'll do my college night on Wednesday night. You know, if you've already got the established. Exactly. And I get it's capitalism, it's free market, survival of the sickest, again. But if I'm just looking at it from a business owner standpoint, if you got this tradition over here, like if Junkyard, for instance, on Sundays is doing their grudge race stuff, well, you know what? I don't want to step on that and try to split the crowd. No, not at all. Let me do my grudge race on well, Saturday. I'm just throwing examples out there. But, uh, okay, quick question. A little little drag racing question here, actual technical side. Tell people the difference in grudge racing and bracket racing. Because I'll go to a bracket, I'll go to a track, like Hub City on Saturdays, I think was the bracket racing. Mm-hmm. So you'd go out there and you see a, you see, you see a rail car up against a street car. They're not really racing each other, they're racing times, right? Correct. So explain to people how that works. So your bracket racing stuff is more for the guys set, looking to run a set time. So you, you pick your bracket, basically you say, hey, I want to run, call it 10-0. You better run 10-0 or as close to it, never under, but definitely as close to it as you can, and that, that's your goal. So the closest you can get to a, a what we call a triple zero time, meaning that you mat that time by triple zeros at the end, you're going to win your class. So you're racing yourself. Correct. And so how is there a winner? So just the winner through a bracket that gets as close to their call time as possible or their, their, their goal time as possible. Yep. And then if you allow, obviously, if you go faster, that's called breaking out, and you're, you're out of the race. I was going to ask. Kind of like Price is Right. Yep. So that's why you'll see a lot of those guys mid-track pedaling the car and stabbing it and, and getting in and out of it and, and really playing the game. And, and there's a lot of game that those guys play, and it, it takes skill to do it. Uh, it, it does. And that, that's, that's where a lot of the big boys play. Yep. You know, you're, you're, I always notice that a little bit more of the buttoned-up crowd, your professional. Yep. You know, the, the guys you see at the cruise-ins and stuff. I mean, it, it was more of a older older guy kind of thing, at least that I always noticed. Whereas younger folks, now when I'm, when I'm saying younger, older, I'm putting myself in 20-year-old Clay's boots here. You know, or your 20-year-olds and, you know, whatnot. Where that was the grudge race. That was the yep. street racing. But, you know, it was more your, we'll just say adults, maybe not older. Like forty, like I see forty-five-year-old Clay at the bracket race, yep, or bracket racing. I would still rather, as a spectator, go to the street race and grudge race. Yep. All right. So here's another thing, and I'm just talking to people out there that may not understand this. I, I kind of know the answers. I don't want to sound like a complete idiot, but uh, for people out there that may not be into this, you hear the term street racing. Well, how can you have a street race at a drag strip? 
setting it up more as a no prep. So we're going to set up the track and the surface to act more like the street and probably worse than the street in many of aspects where it's slippery, it's hard to get down, and but you're in a safe environment to do it. There's guardrails on the side. There's EMTs on site to make sure that you, if you crash, you're okay. We're no cars you coming at you. No cars coming at you in reverse direction. You don't have to worry about traffic and the cops rolling up on you and all sorts of other stuff. All right, and that kind of ties into the next question. Street racing and grudge racing, really same thing, right? In many ways, yes. Now, I guess grudge race can be just he, Paul wants to race Clay, and we're going to see whose car is the fastest. That's grudge racing. Like yep. Somebody calling somebody out. Yep. All right, so on a big weekend, like I know you got a big race coming up here yep. soon where there's these big payouts and this, that, and the other. How is – how is, is that just that's basically a bracket but you got to win your races i mean it's comparable cars so actually that's not a more it's not a bracket more than anything it's more like a grudge race no prep style so they're basically fastest man standing and last one standing wins got it so you you, you figure out who you want to race and you got to race x amount of times i've just never really understood how this is where i don't know is how they actually come up. Say there's a 25,000 winner-take-all kind of race. Mm-hmm. How do you get to the winner-take-all part? How is the winner, the final last man standing determined? So typically we're doing like a name draw out of like a, let's do, call it like a chip draw out of a hat. So we'll put like one, call there's 25 racers. We're going to put 25 chips in there, and each one is going to be, every other one's going to be like a certain color, or it will match up with the other one so that you can pair together. And everybody will draw out of said said hat and once you paired up we're good we'll get those races going and then whoever won that one you'll come back redraw and do it all over again till we're done that's how the that's how the races are set yes sir and you do per class right yeah so we'll have like a small tire big tire full street driver class everything in between all right i think that's really cool let's take a break real quick uh you guys have been blowing the text up i'm gonna read them when we come back we're joined in studio this morning in the mac hike of flowood studios by garrett rudd he's the new owner of Battlefield Drag Strip out there in Collinsville, Mississippi, and he is efforting to open up Hub City, moving here and making a big impact in Mississippi. We like it. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, look, man, we want to welcome a new sponsor to the show, and uh, we're going to start, we'll be telling you a lot about them over the next year. Uh, especially going into next week and the first of February or so, but I just want to wet your whistle a little bit here and uh, welcome Stonington Farms to the show. They offer 100% grass-fed and grass-finished beef straight from their farm down in, I believe, Perkinston, Mississippi. They met me up here last week. I think they deliver locally around once a week or so up here into the Jackson area, central Mississippi area. They met me out there at the Home Depot in Brandon, and uh, several other folks. You put your order in ahead of time, and uh, they'll bring it to you. I got five. I got ten pounds of ribeye, ten pounds of ground, ten pounds of sirloin, ten pounds of ground chuck. Or not ground chuck, ground beef. Brought it up, man. I cooked some of the steaks the other night. I posted a picture of them on my Facebook page. I, I kid you not, and I'm not just saying this because they came on the show as a sponsor. I said it last week. It's one of the best steaks I've ever eaten in my life. The 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 taste difference. And grass-fed and grass-finished compared to grain-fed or grass-fed and grain-finished, it's not even the same piece of meat. It is phenomenal. Highly recommend it. Very healthy. And we're going to be telling you more about it. But in the meantime, if you want to, check out stoningtonfarm.com. And if uh, you're like, Clay, how do you spell Stonington? It's S-T-O-N-N-I-N-G-T-O-N. Just spelled it like it sounds. Stoningtonfarm.com. Dot com or just go to Google and type in Stonington Farm. Uh, you will not be disappointed. Uh, we'll be talking a lot more about them, but I thought I'd go on and drop them there for you, let you know, because I'm probably going to be cooking some Stonington Farm meat this weekend. I got a couple pounds of ground beef defrosting, and I'm thinking about making some uh, tacos out of some good ground chuck. I mean, ground beef tacos uh, with my keto shells. Try to make it as healthy as possible when I can. All right. Joined live here in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios by Garrett Rudd, proprietor of Battlefield Drag Strip and a hopeful proprietor of Hub City Drag Strip. Garrett, you're, so you're thinking you'll you'll know something kind of one way or another here in the next 30 days? Oh, yeah. On Hub City? Oh, yeah. 
and um, they, you know, you're probably looking at minimum a year to get to get it ready to open. Correct. Yeah. So you know, we we'll, we'll be sitting back here. So by next spring, if all goes well. If all goes well, definitely by next spring we should at least have an opening of the facility at that point. It may not be 100% finished, but it will definitely be open by then. Yeah, the track will be ready, and yep. people can pull their trucks up to the to the fences and tailgate and yep. all that stuff. Yep. That's interesting. Uh, you know, I think something that's that, that a lot of tracks around here miss, and, look, and I love the, just the tailgate and vibe and doing all that, but something that we don't have here is very many amenities at tracks. You know, like, say, like a VIP party deck type thing and or sweets and I, not everybody can afford sweets maybe that's not even a good analogy but that is good for sponsors yep. but you know cool viewing areas unique experiences like dude i will pay an extra 50 or 100 bucks to be able to stand up and have access to a private restroom or a porta potty even and uh a beer tub right there and whatever and just you know that kind of under a shade maybe that yep. kind of that kind of vibe do you have any plans like that for either one of the tracks in mind uh i do I actually have plans for battlefield at least currently to put in a good vip area uh probably going to be up on the tower so you're going to have a good viewing over the bridge uh you're going to be able to see pretty much everything from the view up there on the tower and then not only that but the other side of the fence on the south side of the track you'll be have a great viewing area there as a vip area well that well. be is that the spectator side or the pit side uh spectator side spectator side okay that's the side you come into the track from right y- yes okay. sir that, yeah, that'll be cool. And I think that's the unique stuff and the opportunities for people to you know, come and enjoy it. That you know, get a little older, man. Don't like really being in amidst the, amongst the chaos and kind of want to be able to set up and see and and all that. But it's great family fun too. And I, you know, I sit here and I joke around about you know drinking beer and having fun and stuff. But you know, the kids out at the track, man, they love it. You get kids around cars, fast cars, loud cars, man. It is fun. It's fun. The kids love it out there, and I see them being there myself, not even as the owner, as just a, a proprietor or I don't even know how to say that. Someone using the facility that paid to be there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just watching the kids run around and have fun with their families and everything. I mean, shoot, even in the meantime when they don't want to watch cars, there's tens of hundreds of acres of grass there for them to run around and play football, play play whatever they want to do. Yeah, just man. be kids. It is. I'm, I'm telling you, man, I wish my, my parents – weren't into racing my parents weren't into motorsports and stuff it was something that i picked up just being around and running up and down we cruised this strip called mcdowell road here and you know so it was just all the all the car people would cruise up and down and the bug just bit me because my friends were doing it and i wanted to do what they were doing and you know, it was so much fun i was but i always wished that i'd been there younger when i'd see kids running around like man i wish this bug had bit me 10 years ago. Yep. Just like with this radio thing. I wish I started doing this 10 years ago at 35, not 45, you know, but it's always good to get your kids involved and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, Especially with all the stuff going on out here in the streets and online and all that stuff, man. Take your kids to the drag strip. It's something you can both enjoy. Get them off the electronics and get them out into nature and and experiencing some real life. Well, you know, people always talk about, you know, take your kids fishing, take your kids fishing. And and look, do that too. But if you're like me, I'm not a big, I'm not an outdoors uh, hunting, fishing dude. I, I dig it. Teach their own though. I'd much rather go spend time with my kid at the drag strip or a racetrack or something like that. Uh, we got a text in from Sarah on the Guns and Gear text line. It says Colt is excited about the drag strip. They are going, and these are, uh, you know, your upper middle class Madison folks out here uh, that may not do the drag strip stuff too much. And uh, I guess they're listening right now and uh, gonna take their kids out there. Sweet. You know, it's a good family fun environment where you get good, honestly. If you're not even into racing or cars in general, there's you might be surprised. You might get into it with good food and, and a good environment, good people around you. You'd be surprised of how good of a time you're going to have. Yep. Uh so there was something I wanted to talk about. We kind of talked about it during the break a little bit, and it, it seems like there was a lull. And I can only speak for Mississippi, but it's like there was a lull in enthusiasm for cars and hot rods, and car culture. It just felt like it took a dip somewhere. Maybe it happened post-recession, uh, 08, somewhere in there, where the previous generation, that would be us, the Gen Xers, you know, started becoming parents and getting very into our careers and stuff, and maybe car culture took a backseat for a little while. It felt like there was no passing of the torch to the next generation. 
it, it, it wasn't seamless. It, it's like there was about a 10-year gap there. And I was telling you about a guy here locally, uh, Roddy Merritt. Mm-hmm. Um, does great videos and stuff. Really plugged into the car show scene. Him and a crew of his friends have all gotten together. They're starting to promote big shows and cruise-ins. And just a really cool, vibrant car culture. And I, you know, I felt like that went away for a while outside of just your classic you know, rodders, yep. hot rodders, yep. so to say, that would do their, you know, your Corvette clubs and muscle cars, Mississippi, which I love all that stuff. This is not a knock. And, uh, but, you know, but it was like, how do we get that next generation back in? I've even, like, a lot of people love making fun of those guys with their squatted trucks and this, that, and the other. It ain't my thing, but I did low riders, mini trucks back in the day. People thought I was ridiculous doing body drops and notched frames and, and all this stuff too, cutting up a perfectly good truck. But they're car culture people. You know, don't shun them. Let, let them in. Yep. You know, you don't have to like it to 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 dig it. You don't have to like anything about it as long as they like it. Now, don't, as long as they ain't acting a fool and making everybody look bad in that sense, yeah, you should accept them for exactly who they are. You know, I always thought car culture was the true, uh, the word that gets thrown around here a lot lately is inclusive, inclusive. Everybody's welcome. Everybody's yep. welcome. Car culture was always that thing that was very inclusive before people even knew what inclusive was. Yes. And and I noticed actually in the middle of that lull that we were talking about that car culture became less inclusive during that short period of time right there where it was very clicky and people didn't want to talk to one another or let you in and, and say hi even. Yeah, you know, like the the import guys didn't want to have nothing to do with the American muscle guys. Right. And the bike guys. There's like everybody. Like I love watching the bikes race. Yep. You know, I mean, I, I grew up on that too. Growing up in South Jackson, man, there was a lot of a lot of people that raced bikes, and a lot of people like the they used to hang out at this gas station on McDowell Road called Aces. They were out in the gas station it was actually a, a hot rod shop. Okay, and uh, people were hanging out at Aces, and all the parking lots had the different clicks, but everybody got along. Yeah, like if I ventured to one of the other parking lots from the mini, like the mini truckers, we all had our area, but I liked everybody, man. And like I said, going, going to the track on Sunday, to Hattiesburg on Sundays, I mean, that was a tradition, like getting up and going to church around here. Yep. In many ways, it is like church for a lot of us gearheads. Yeah, absolutely. So it's cool seeing the scene come back. And again, people are starting to do these big shows and stuff, and they really ramp up. And, and maybe it was just me. Maybe I unplugged for a while, for about 10 years. But I just didn't feel like I was seeing the culture. And when I refer to it, I just mean custom vehicle. It can be jacked up Jeeps, it can be lowered trucks, it can be race cars. You just didn't see as much stuff riding around. No, you didn't. I, I, honestly, I can't, I can't put my finger on what happened to it. Like we were saying, maybe the recession killed it, but some, some, something happened there for a lull of 10 years. You know, uh, uh, here's one thing it could be. It's just new cars have gotten very boring, very homogenized. Just everything's kind of the same. And they've gotten very expensive. Yes. So, <laughs> so I think it took a little while for maybe – cars a certain value car to come down where people could afford it to customize it you know i mean that, that, that could always be part of it too i think cash for clunkers hurt hurt the car market i'm getting a little out out there with this but the cash for clunkers thing post recession where there's like bring in your old vehicle they fill the motor with concrete and they crush them yep you know they they couldn't recycle the parts you couldn't do anything and you know that's that. Those are the cars that people buy as their first cars or a second car. They get customized and introduce them to the custom car market and the car scene. When the first thing you can go to go buy is a thirty thousand dollar entry level vehicle, you're less apt to customize it. Correct. Yeah, now, I think I might be onto something here. Yeah, you never know what you're going to get out of the show. <laughs> I tell you, let's take a break real quick. We're joined in studio by Garrett Rudd. I know I keep saying I'm gonna read your text, and I might as well just do it now before the break. Otherwise, I'll keep putting it off and keep putting it off. Um, so I talked to him. We talked about the street racing. You got to get off the streets. I know it's fun, but it's dangerous. Uh, Lost Sheep says they got they got paid to enforce COVID very well. Yeah, they definitely got paid to enforce COVID. You know, that's something else. Drag racing's outside, mm-hmm. and I think after two years of the COVID nonsense, people are looking to get outside and do anything. People are itching to go out. You know, one of the other things, and not to drag you into too much politic or COVID nonsense, but when I went to the track that time, it was right, it was just coming out of, 
right when they were really pushing hard about the vaccines and all this stuff and everybody got to get the vaccine or you can't do anything. One thing I noticed at the track, black folks, white folks, everybody, folks were not wearing face masks. And it was like, man, this is great. I'll bet you didn't hear COVID the entire time you were there. If, if I did, it's because it came out of my mouth. Yep. You know, cause I'm a glutton for punishment. But I noticed it, you know, because rolling around Jackson, you see a lot of people still holding on to their face masks. But it was like everybody got out there was able to just kind of let go, let their guard down. And uh, just a really cool experience, man. I think the more I think it was hot as hell. But the the more I, it was just one of those hot August July days. Oh yeah, <laughs> you, know, you ain't you can't hide from it. You ain't putting a face mask on if you wanted to either. No, no, not at all. All right, look, let's take a break real quick. Come back and uh, chop chop it up a little bit more with Garrett Rudd here in the Mac Hike of Flowwood Studios. Uh, if you got any questions, seven six nine two four one nineteen forty four is the Guns and Gear text line. Six zero one eight seven nine zero 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 two is the phone line. We'll be right back. when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by Watkins Construction and Roofing. And I can sit here and tell you all about how great Watkins is, but I'm going to let y'all tell y'all how great Watkins is. Uh, I've got their Google reviews pulled up here. They've got a 4.8 Google review with 569 reviews. I mean, that's what we, we're going to round that on up to five stars. That is almost perfect. Let's see here. Diane Dana Gives them a five-star review from about a month ago. Says, Stephanie, Travis, and Blake did an awesome job scheduling and repairing my roof where a tree limb damaged my roof. It was a small job, but Stephanie scheduled Travis to come out to survey the damage. The day after I called, he came out to survey the damage the day after she called. Says, Blake got a two-man crew out to repair the hole. They did a great job. Thank you, Watkins, for the quick response and professional job. So she calls on a Monday, for example. They were out there on Tuesday. You can't beat that. You cannot beat that. If you have any storm damage or you just need to get your roof repaired or replaced, you know, every, every what, 10 years or so, you need to get your roof replaced, shingles, all that, especially here in this hot Mississippi heat. Uh, check out Watkins Construction and Roofing. They work great with your insurance company. And they're not going to just sell you a roof because they make more money. They're going to, if it, if it can just be fixed, they're just going to fix it for you, or at least give you the option. Good, good, locally owned, locally operated. They give back to every, they're constantly giving back to the community. That's Watkins Construction and Roofing. You can check them out online at watkinsconstructioninc.com. Or as always, with any of my sponsors, if you have any questions, you can't find them, get in touch with me and I will get you in touch with them. All right, joined in studio this morning, Garrett Rudd. He is the owner of Battlefield Drag Strip and potentially Hub City Drag Strip here in the near future. And Battlefield is located out there in Collinsville. Some people call it Chunky out that way, mm-hmm. you know, in that general vicinity. Super nice track, just a hidden gem down there. Again, when I went down there for the first time a couple summers ago, I loved the, the big walkover. I, I didn't go up there, but it's got a, a cool walkover at the start-finish line or right there at it. In the staging area, yes, sir. And uh, you got you got new concessions coming in. You've got all kind of things planned. You're getting the being resurfaced in a lot of areas. That's big. That's the little stuff that people don't don't think about. You know, one of the other things I liked is I noticed that pretty much all the driving area during the pits is paved. Yes. You know, not a lot of uh, not a lot of gravel. Nope. Or anything like that. So, you know, again, that's stuff that matters. If it's been raining, are you going to be dealing with a bunch of mud and all that? You're not. You know, you've got a good area out there. It's a well-taken-care-of facility. Restrooms, the whole nine yards. Uh, stuff for the kids to do. And, and isn't, there, isn't there a plate, a, a jungle gym or something out there? There was a place out there. It got knocked down at one point or another, and I ended up just trashing it. My, my goal for this year, at least for the kiddos, is probably to buy a jump house so that, that we could bring it out at it. Every day we're racing and let the kids go in town, go to town and go jump in a little jumper or something. Yeah, and I, I know a guy that does the um, that rents those and got the the rock crawl wall and mm-hmm. all kind of cool stuff. If you have, if you need a number for anybody, I don't know about selling them, but <clears throat> I, I th- you see people that are always selling those things too. They kind of got into it and realized this is more work than I anticipated. Yep. <laughs> There's a few more people doing this than I thought were doing it. Yeah, but uh, my buddy Chad uh, Horton has a business doing that. He owns a crawfish place here locally. So I did ask him over the you know off air if he had ever had crawfish before. I know that is a that is something we do here regularly, and he has had crawfish before. So he's he is officially a Mississippian. Oh, I'm I'm born yet. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he is officially a Mississippian. All right. So racing starts back up February 10th and 11th at Battlefield. Yes, sir. So we're looking forward to that. What can people expect uh, first time they're they're coming to the track? At what time should they get there? Uh, what should they bring? Uh, how far is it from Jackson? Well, you know, little stuff like that. All right, so we'll start from there. So about how far are we from Jackson? We're about an hour, hour and a half from Jackson. Uh, what you should be bringing, basically bring yourself, bring your kids, bring your family. You don't need a whole lot. You don't need anything Bring some cash if you want to or a card that you can buy some concession food with and some good food and enjoy some good racing there. Yeah, and again, you can bring your coolers. You can bring your coolers. No glass. No glass. Yeah, kind of goes without saying, but you just... Race never, licks and glass don't mix. Never <laughs> never underestimate the general public's inability to do right. Correct. You know, Even if they're good people. They will screw it up one way or another well, somehow. <laughs> dumping charcoal on the asphalt, whatever. You know, just just never underestimate the general public's ability to screw things up. It is a it's, it's like Joe Biden. Never underestimate his ability to screw things up. Nope. <laughs> uh, so let's see here, man. Tell us a little bit about it. Just kind of in closing, man. Tell us a little bit about your shop. I, th- I, th- I think that's cool. Where? How long you been doing that? Uh, we probably got people listening now that weren't listening at the beginning of the show. So just tell people about that. Uh, so gosh, I started my shop roughly almost ten years ago now. Uh, was mostly into again just American hot rods and stuff like that, and dealing with old school classic cars in the beginning. And then I started getting into mostly race cars, and pretty much exclusively all we do now is is race car builds. And every now and then we were taking on a, a high end swap job, like we just did not long ago. Uh, 96 Bronco that we just did a complete Coyote swap in, 6R80, everything. So everything in it's brand new. Um, I believe it almost went to Barrett this year. Was that the one you shared on your Facebook page? Yep. That black one? Yes, sir. That was really cool. I mean, it looked like what I call it like urban assault vehicle. Yep. You know, I'd like to get that 350 in my Tahoe swapped out for something cool here at some point. Really r- ramp it up. Oh, it, it, it's it's a sleeper for sure. I got to be able to get away from Jacksonians <laughs> when they're chasing me. Yeah. Uh, hey, so speaking of racing and all that stuff, and you mentioned Barrett Jackson, big name stuff, street outlaws, stuff of that nature. Any plans for them to come to the track this year? Uh, I'd like to. I just I don't have too many contacts with a lot of them, honestly. So if they if they'd like to come, sure. But other than that, oh, gosh, I don't know how to say it. Uh, they've been helpful for street racing and, and drag racing in general. So if they're busy, they're busy. But they're, they're attracting people either way. They they absolutely are because you know the way they put those re- reality air quotes here shows together is they build a little drama to it. Yep. People love drama, even the ones that say they don't. They love drama. They're bringing a. Obviously, it's doing well because every time I cut on the Discovery app or the Discovery Channel, there's Street Outlaws New Orleans, Street Outlaws this Street. I mean, they've got multiple spinoffs. Um, so it's very popular. The sport has got to be healthier than it's ever been, at least in my lifetime. I feel like drag racing is probably at the best point that it's been since the 60s. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was thinking. And that's been a long way coming to get here, but it's it's there. I mean, think about that with all the, and, you know, with cable TV and these phones and the internet and everything, people, you're really battling for people's free time. Yes, 100%. And money. Yep. They're, they're extra money. For drag racing to have survived and sustained as long as it has, and it's evolved, but it, again, it goes back to being inclusive. It goes back to uh, the the barrier to enter. It's high. It's higher than ball sports for the most part. But unless you do that travel baseball and stuff, that's yeah. really expensive. <laughs> but uh, but generally speaking, if you got a car, you can make it a race car. So it's welcoming. It's inclusive and. It doesn't take much to get in, and then you can build as you go. You don't have to have the fastest car day one. No, not at all. Even on Friday night testing tune, if you got your, I don't care if you got a Mercury Sable from 1996, and you want to go down the drag strip and feel what it feels like, come on out. Bring your car, run it down the track, and see what it's all about, because that experience may change your life and get you into something a little bit different. I'm going to end this segment with a text here. Unknown texter says, I have a pro stop vet that I haven't ran in years. Y'all making me want to load it up and go race again. Let's load it up, buddy. Let's load it up, brother. All right, let's take our last break of the day. Come back, land the plane with Garrett here in the Mack Hiker Flowwood Studios. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back. Breaking rules when necessary, man. We had a great show today here on 103.9 WYAB. I've had Garrett Rudd in the studio with me. 
Derek Garrett, we got about a minute left. I was going to ask you, let's just say this. He's taking the family-friendly aspect of this thing serious. If you went to a track previously and down there at the staging area, it was three, 400 people smoking pot, drinking, all this, that, and the other, that ain't going to be going on anymore. He, he's They're cleaning things up, and it's going to be a nice, family-friendly atmosphere out there. But, hey, I will say this. If you got your kid out past 10, 11 o'clock on a weekend – and uh, things start getting adulty. They might see some stuff. They may see some stuff. I mean, have some common sense, too. Maybe it's time to, about 9 o'clock, it's time to get the kids on out of there. Mm-hmm. But uh, that just is what it is. That's life in the big city. Uh, how can they find you on social media, the track social media page, website, any of that? Uh, you can find me on social media at Facebook, uh, Garrett Rudd. And you can find Battlefield on social media at Facebook at Battlefield Drag Strip. Battlefield Drag Strip. And uh, you said that there may be some live streaming opportunities and stuff coming up, too, possibly. Yes, sir. We're going to look and be looking forward to that. Look, we're going to be partnering with uh, Battlefield and Garrett here to promote some races, hopefully. And so stay tuned. I'm going to keep you plugged in, man. We're going to bring motorsports back to Mississippi, and I want to be a key part of that. Yeah, it gave me so much fun growing up and helped mold me into who I am today that I feel it's my way to give back to. Garrett, I really appreciate you getting up driving from Hattiesburg this morning to get here at 7. Appreciate you, uh, All right, brother. Take care. Y'all stay safe. Jim Thorne up next. Peace. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.